On today's episode of First Round KO, we give a special week four preview. We talk about our favorite games going forward into the weekend. We then talk about the big injuries, leaving some people out for the season in the NFL. We talk about two specific big name quarterbacks. And then we talk a little WWE. We talk about Triple H's best rivalry in his career. And we also talk about a tag team title record in the WWE. We then touch on, I do a little uh, winners and losers, uh, and then the debut of our newest and probably my favorite segment, Bops Only. So stay tuned for that. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSEW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. I have that Gambino song stuck in my head. Ooh, the summer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, been in my, it's been in my head for a while. I, I wasn't too keen on it when he first dropped it, but recently I've liked it a lot more. <laughs> I first heard it. Like, I knew of it. And like I knew the and like I knew the video of it, but I never saw this. But I never heard the song. Right. First time I heard it was when I had was when I actually downloaded the FIFA 19. No, it wasn't on the demo. When I had that the 10 hour trial. It wasn't uh, the, on the demo. It was the song was not on the demo because they only they only had like six or they didn't have the full soundtrack on the demo. Oh, okay. They had like six or eight that songs on, on the on the sense. demo. That makes sense. So when I had when I ended up getting the 10 hour trial of FIFA 19, that's when I heard. It. I was like. I was like, "Why does this sound awfully familiar?" And then I heard, and then I heard him like do the hook, hook and everything. It was like, "Feels like summer." I was like, "Wait, wait." There's only one song on the soundtrack titled "Feel That Feels Like Summer," and I like, I was like losing my mind in my room. Yeah. And then someone next door came by. He was just like, "You good?" It? Yeah. And basically, he was like, "You good?" I was just like, "Yeah, I'm fine." He was like, "Who's on the soundtrack?" I was like, "Gambino." And he was like, "No." And like he lost, he lost his mind too. That's awesome. So. That's super cool. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, sorry for missing Wednesday's episode. <laughs> we uh, a lot of scheduling conflicts and uh, equipment conflicts and everything <laughs> like that. So more like more like just equipment. Just yeah, just I mean, screwed us. Yeah, we were there. Just the equipment was <laughs> right. <laughs> or the so, equipment was there. Just didn't want to cooperate. Yeah. So we apologize for that. And it's yeah, kind of good for us to just kind of take a break too. But. Other than that, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to preview uh, week four right away. Uh, we're going to change up how we do this. We're not going to go through every game and preview every game because otherwise it feels like we're just talking about every game on Friday and Monday and then just kind of redoing that every week. So we are going to start doing it a little differently. We're going to start by uh, – we're each going to pick three games that we're most interested in and why, and we're going to discuss those. Uh, in a little bit of detail, and then we got some other stuff to talk about. So let's go. Let's go through them. What's your first game that you're interested in? Someone's walking barefoot across campus. Anyways, <laughs> uh, sorry. I so I get. I can guess what game you would say first. What game I would say first? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna go right on ahead and talk about it. I'm gonna talk about the Bucks and the Bears here, the Buccaneers, and the Chica- and the Chicago Bears. I mean, I elaborated a little bit on as to why I think it's why I think on the Bears side. 
on Hawk Talk. And the reason is special teams, the team looks it, the team looks good. I mean, as I mean, they don't. It's not like 2007 electric Devin Hester. Every kick is you have to be scared. You have to be scared for your life. Good, but I mean, right. it's, it, it, it's there. Mm-hmm. Defense, it's without of a shadow of doubt. This defense is one of, if not the best defense in the league right now. They've been making they've been making the case for it. It we've now reached a point, even though it's week four, that the Bears' status as a divisional contender or just a playoff contender more or less rides, you know, it goes as far as Mitch Trubisky goes. And I mean... And I would not be happy about that if I was a Bears fan. (laughs) Right now, no. Right now, no. And I mean, there's a lot... I mean, obviously, yeah, he didn't start all of last season, but he played enough, and he's shown... He's shown flashes. He's shown glimpses of everything, but we right. haven't. But we haven't seen one game where he's put it all together. Not even, right. not even in the Green Bay game, you know. Oh yeah, no. So we haven't seen. We haven't seen the one game where Mitch finally just puts it together and is like, "All right, this is why they traded up to get me, even though I probably would have fallen to them if, if they did." Right, and that's my point. There's so, no. It's basically what your argument against Patrick Mahomes was at the beginning of the season. There's not you like there's no proof to say that he is going to be good, so that's my argument with Trubisky. He has shown us nothing to right. say that he's going to be right. a and I mean, future starting and I mean, quarterback. And I mean, Trubisky had the tools and everything, but I, like with Mahomes, I was I was more like I was more sold about Mahomes' skill set. Oh, absolutely. Than I am exactly. with Trubisky. My, exactly. Like my worry about Mahomes was the consistency aspect, right? Which he's which, which is funny because mm-hmm. Mahomes is showing the same thing. That I was worried about him, and I was more worried about Mahomes than I was Trubisky, just because of what, just because of the trade and everything that went down. Um, so it really rides on Trubisky. He, they don't need him to be great. That's the thing because because they've been bailed right. out with such a such an amazing defense. They don't need him to play like a future Hall of Famer. They don't need him to play like the second coming of a Drew Brees or anything. They just they need him to be what. J- they need him to take the leap that Jarrett Goff made from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. They need him to do that. It's now, not like Bortles in Jacksonville, too. Right. Now, Grant, and I mean, the Bortles thing, it took him a few years. So there's yes. that. The Jarrett Goff thing, you know, it's. It, it, it took, took a good offensive coordinator. It, it, yeah, it took a good offensive coordinator and a good coaching scheme. So now you, but you cross that off. So that's there. You have you have it you, there. You assume that the, that that's right. There. Right. I mean, you have the weapons. You have a good, a pretty solid amount of weapons around Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of can he put it together? I'm confident that he can. But the longer, but the longer that it takes to get there, the more I'd be worried if they can, if they can hang in with the division. I like I said, I still think Trubisky can at least at the very least be above average to good, which is. At this point, right now, all they need him oh, to all they need him to be because I have no worries that he's going to develop into a very solid quarterback. But at this moment, right now, if the Bears want to keep on this, hey, we we have a shot at the playoffs. They need him to be at the absolute least average to above average for them to for them to have a a, a puncher shot at main, at yep. fighting for a lead in the division. Yeah, the wild card they can get away with, but they won't go very far in the playoffs. As for the Buccaneers, you know. Uh, Fitzmagic turned the ball over a lot l- last week, but still throwing for over 400 yards, mm-hmm. still keeping them in the game. Mm-hmm. And with Winston's suspension coming up, and they just seemed- activated him today, right? <clears throat> that that's that's the storyline that I'm looking at. Like if 
if Fitz Magic gets beat up or the defense makes them or really forces them to struggle, are they going to put in Jameis Winston? If they do that, how much? How much are, would, is there, are they? Is he going to struggle? I'm going to make the same argument I made for Arizona last week and Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Don't throw a new quarter, or you know, don't throw a quarterback who hasn't played this season. Don't throw them in against the Bears defense. That's just not a smart idea. I, and we I, I, and I that think, was proven last week when Josh Rosen went in and the, threw the, a pick late. The difference is Winston's been in the league more. Rosen's, but he hasn't Rosen's played yet this season. Still been in the league more. And he's and he's he hasn't seen this Bears defense, but he's seen defenses like this. He's seen very tough defense, and he did badly against them. <laughs> but but are you going to keep in a stroke? But let's say Fitch Magic, uh, yeah, because Fitch Magic is getting just devoured. Are yeah, you gonna, but going to just keep him in there? Yeah, because last week he threw three picks in the first half and then came back and led them to. Let's say he's not coming back. Let's say let's say he, the defense is just absolutely flooring Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. I'm not trusting Jameis to come back if Fitz Magic can't. Fair. If I'm the Bucks, I'm not putting Jameis in this week. Fair. I, you stick with you stick with Fitz Magic. And if he struggles in this game, that's fine. Stick with him through the whole game. But if he struggles, then you can ask the question next week. But I, Jameis has, again, much like Trubisky, has proven nothing that he's a starting quarterback in this league. So I I think you stick with what's hot. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick has thrown 400-plus the last three weeks. So, like, I – and I will say, last week I said he wasn't going to do it. But I said that he wasn't going to throw for 404 yards and four touchdowns. And he only threw three touchdowns. So technically, I was right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I say stick with your guy. I, I, don't, I don't like that Arizona went with Rosen last week. It was stupid. You can tell that he's a rookie co- coach because he made that bad call. Yeah, I mean, he said he, they needed a spark. And Mike, Mike Glennon wasn't going to give you the spark. So in that regard, I can see why they did it. It would have been different if they said, oh, we're going to throw in Rosen for the spark here, and then we're going to start Glenn in the next game because Bradford. But now he's starting or Rosen. I don't know. I'm I'm okay. I am okay with it, but my stance on rookie quarterbacks are very uh, differs a little bit from yours. So, but yeah, this is why the game is important to me. It's I look at the quarterback position in this game. Uh, My first game, obviously, is going to be Green Bay and Buffalo, but not only because I'm a huge Green Bay fan. This game is super interesting because Green Bay got manhandled last week against uh washington got that work defense did not look good at all no but we we brought in uh bashad breeland so that should be a plus we did lose mo wilkerson and we're gonna touch on that later for the season but uh and the offense didn't look good either like even though aaron is hurt he's still making plays but the rest of the offense like randall cobb had a couple drops and a fumble Devontae wasn't getting open, and I don't know, Geronimo. I, the offense didn't look good. The tight ends had a couple drops. Jimmy Graham was the bright side. Like, Jimmy Graham's actually starting to work. And that's scary because we have him for three years. If we can get a tight end to actually work with Green with Aaron, that's going to be it's gonna be scary. Uh, and Buffalo last week just blew out mm, Minnesota yeah. in Minnesota. So, it's like it's an interesting matchup. Like, uh, Buffalo's coming off this super high – and Green Bay's coming off a super low, but it's in Green Bay. Buffalo's got a rookie quarterback and a not as talented team. So, like, it, that's why it's so interesting to me. I Aaron's practicing early in the week this week, which gives me hope about the leg. I think Buffalo's going to come in too confident after one win. <laughs> I really do because they, they're, they're two losses. They looked bad. 
So I I really think that so bad one retired. You have exactly you have to you kind of have to look at this and say okay those two losses are the Buffalo team that win was just a matter of a team getting hot playing a team that got cold. Mm-hmm. You you have to look at that until it's proven wrong. And this Green Bay team honestly should be two and one. You can I don't know it. There's a lot of arguments you can make about this past week, but realistically they should have. They should have won against Minnesota for multiple reasons. The defense, the penalties, all that stuff. Uh, so this, I don't know. I, I have too much faith in Aaron Rodgers at home, but it's going to be interesting to see how what Buffalo team we get. That mm-hmm. That's the big thing is if because Green Bay is going to play well at home. It's just how well Buffalo plays off of this, uh, off of that big win. What's your second game then? I I think this one should have should have been the night game. Honestly, New England and Miami, and with New England hosting, I mean, if it's, the scheduling would have been different. It's so weird to say that this could potential that this is of that this game could very well be the one that dictates the season for both teams. But I think this is. I mean, I think it's a little early. <clears throat> But still, I mean, we. But like, I, yeah, New England. Although New England's one and I mean, two. I mean, we're so. I mean, we're used to New England struggling in the beginning of the season, but right. we haven't seen them struggle like this. We have not seen them struggle right. like this. And Miami, no one foresaw this happening. So if they can put down New England in this game, one, it's going to cause all kinds of havoc in Foxborough because yep. everyone's going to be wondering what's going wrong here, what's happening. And it's going to create a lot of confidence in Miami. Right. And then that might be that might be a monster that you might not be able to stop at that point yeah. for 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 a while at least. So right. yeah. this this is this game is a lot more than the average game that we've seen from uh, the Patriots in regards to the whole their early season struggles and everything. This is so much more. This is a big game. This is so much more. This is this is going to be the biggest bounce back game for them in a long in a in a long time. Yeah, I this was also going to be one of my games because this is where we're going to see if Miami's a legit team or not, if mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is a legit quarterback or not. Because what that we keep seeing the stat, he's ten and one in the last eleven starts. Now is the real test going into Foxborough. My second game, though, since you took that one, my second game, of course, has to be Jacksonville hosting New York. The Jets, J-E-T-S. Only because both teams are coming off of struggling losses, like New York lost to Cleveland. Hmm. Yikes. (laughs) And Jacksonville lost 6-9 in the Super Bowl for the brand. (laughs) As a pack of... uh, the brand bowl i think he called it also yikes (laughs) yeah uh, against the titans and so i really you got to look at jacksonville's offense now fournette is coming back i believe it's reported that he's going to be back it's going to be a limited back though like he won't play a full game he won't get 30 some carries but he'll he'll be in there and he'll be able to put his stamp in this game i think he'll he'll be able to run through that new york defense so I do think they're gonna. I like I said on Hawk Talk, they're gonna score more than six this week. I can guarantee you guys that. But that that's gonna be the big question of this game is what Jacksonville's how Jacksonville's offense is going to respond to only scoring six points last week because we know their defense their defense is probably gonna handle Sam Darnold pretty. I feel bad for Sam Darnold because he started off really hot and now he he his face like three really good defenses the last couple he weeks looks like a mere mortal yeah man. so i do feel bad for him but uh, scheduling 
sucks sometimes. I So it's really going to be if New York can bounce back and if they can try to outscore Jacksonville, but it really just comes down to Jacksonville's offense and how they bounce back from last week. What's your last game then? Oh, Houston at the Colts. Mm. One of these teams we thought in the beginning of the season would be fighting to at least get third. The other one we thought would be fighting for the for that division. Yep. Wow. And they're both 0 and 3. They're both 0 and 3. Nice. This is bad. I mean, on one hand, Andrew Luck still looks like he has a good amount of rust on him. And as far as his as far as his supporting cast, it's exactly what we thought his supporting cast would be. He doesn't have one outside of TY Hilton. And from the Houston Texans standpoint, line is bad. Defense is still there. But you can't get you, your franchise quarterback can't make things happen for you when he can't even stay on his feet or have or just have any form of time to even scramble or anything for more in, in less than two seconds. Like it's in, it's impossible. And I think and the fact that his the running game is is regressed severely. Which it needs to stop because I have Lamar Miller and fantasy. Right. And I mean, sure, Watson has Hopkins and Fuller. I was going to say, the the offense has looked better since Fuller came back. Yeah, and it, it definitely has. But he needs time to get them the ball. Yes. He needs time to get him get them the ball, which he doesn't have. And I just think the play calling here is so wildly just inconsistent from Bill O'Brien. Yeah. like He's he, he's a Belichick tree coach, isn't he? Yeah. But we, we've talked about what happens to, Bel- mm-hmm. to people from the Belichick tree. Greatest coordinators... Not that great as head coaches. Well, they try to they try to instill the same culture, and it's very hard to do what Belichick did. Yeah, you can't mimic what Belichick does, especially so quickly. I think people make the mistake of going in and trying to do it right, right and away. immediately doing yeah. what Belichick does. Belichick had that, and that was established from for years. Yes, like he came and he. No one's ever going to reach the Belichick is going to ever mimic the culture that Bill Belichick brought to the Patriots. No. Even if Belichick goes to another team, he won't bring that same. Like exactly, he, can, yeah. he can bring elements to it, but it won't be the same. God, I hope he never no, goes to another team. No one will ever be able to replicate yeah. what Bill Belichick could do. They might be able to halfway do it, maybe, maybe but it like never, like the yeah. like the great value version of it. Right. But it will never be exactly that. So I don't get why all these coaches, Bill O'Brien, tries to do the same thing. We're yeah. gonna try to instill the same culture, and we're gonna you gotta try and, to and we're gonna yourself. right, and we're gonna try to run a little bit of the same system. It doesn't work. It can work with the Tom Brady. It can work yeah. with that personnel because it 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 one it suits them. It plays right. to their strengths. And two, unless you're the mastermind of the entire plan, you can't go off and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm from the I'm from the like the apple doesn't fall doesn't fall far from the tree. I have it too. No, you don't. You have elements of it. You it's, don't have the full blueprint. It's one of the first things we learned in coaching. You have to be yourself. Exactly. <laughs> we learned that in a college coaching class. Exactly. And Bill O'Brien has tried so hard, whether it was Deshaun Watson or any other quarterback mm-hmm. he's ever had since he took Tom over Savage. in Houston. You know, he's I tried know. so hard to make them play the Patriot way, but match it as the new Texans way. Mm-hmm. You know what Deshaun Watson can do. When you let him loose last season, or even look what he did. Yeah. Before he got before he had the freak injury, that was a rookie of the year candidate yeah. right there, breaking records left and right. So I don't know what changed. I don't know if he's more I don't know if he's saying, Oh yeah, we know he's healthy, but now he's being super reserved to play calling. Right. Or I don't know if it's a fact he's like, Oh, we need to keep him a little bit more in the pocket because we don't have a line. Make him roll out because you don't have a line. So this is important for both teams. This is a this is definitely more of a must win, I think, for Houston because of the expectations that they had. Yes. Indianapolis I don't not much was expected for them because of how strong everybody else in that division got. 
what I want to see in this game is it come down to the final play and Jacoby Brissett have to come in for the Hail Mary. Because <laughs> apparently Luck can't throw more than 45 yards. Uh, that shoulder is going to be interesting to watch. My final game is the Monday night matchup between Kansas City and Denver. Because my boy Patrick Mahomes, this is going to be his first real test. Like, yeah. real test, because yeah. he has to go into Denver and play Von Miller in that defense. But I have full faith in him. I have full faith in the offense. If he goes in there and tears that defense apart. like Hypothetically, he goes in, throws 400, or not four, but four touchdowns. You throw him in the early MVP candidate. He's already, we're going to talk about it. Uh, later, but he is already the new favorite. After this week, he's the yes. odds. He's the I, odds. Yeah, I saw the odds favorite. Yeah. So he's gonna, yeah. if he goes in there and torches that defense, good lord. Because we already know Keenum's going to put up points, but not a lot, and he's going to turn the ball over. And that Kansas City defense is going to allow points, but not as much as the Kansas City offense can score. So it's it's inter- It really just comes down to. Kansas City's offense and Denver's defense. Where, who's gonna, who's the better? Who, it, is Patrick Mahomes for real, and can Von Miller slow him down? You want to know? You want to know who was chosen before Patrick Mahomes in the same draft? <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bears front office. Front office needs to take a long hard look in the mirror. In the quarterback aspect. Yes, but I also want to put a TBD on that to be determined. Everywhere else, I love Ryan Pace. I love yes, his moves. But you have to, like, that. I would almost say that's worse than Gruden because you actually traded up over, like, a quarterback hadn't been selected yet. You actually traded up and grabbed the third worst quarterback, or the third best quarterback, I should say, the third best quarterback in that draft over Deshaun Watson and Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes instead of drafting those two what like like I, like I said I think in time he'll develop and I think the I think the one the one thing that gives that I think and you mentioned it will I don't want to say we'll have people back off of Trubisky cuz they right. nobody will because they traded up for him when he would have fallen to them but the thing that gives him and the Bears a little bit of leeway is because Blake Bortles Blake Bortles, you said it. But Bortles got good when their defense was at their peak, so I think the timing might be a little off. We'll see. I mean, yeah, time it, will it, only it, tell. Right. I mean, time's obviously going to tell. I me. Mean, no, you and I mean, we were speculating that they were going to do this, but I guarantee you, going into going into the season before the Khalil Mack drama even happened, none of us thought that the Bears were going to make that splash oh, move. No. We thought they were just going to go in with the same defense with the pieces with the yeah. other pieces that they added and Vic Fangio. Like back. we said in our pre, yeah, we were we were. Playing off the fact that Cleo Mack was in Oakland, right? We thought so, that this would we th- we all thought that Mack was was still going to be playing in the silver and black at this point. So. I'm just super excited to watch Mahomes on Monday night. Same, it's going to be it's going to be a fun I'm, game. Yeah, especially against that defense because Denver's defense isn't as good as it used to be. But playing in Colorado is different. It's you can ask any athlete, it's different yeah. playing in that in that climate and in that uh, elevated air. Uh, and and against that defense, I mean Von Miller in that line, Bradley Chubb, it, that defense is still good, not as good, but it's still great. And so I'm really interested to see if Mahomes is r- the real deal. If he can actually, if he can, I say if he throws three touchdowns against his defense, it's 
I, he still puts himself up there, even though he's already. I think he just solidifies his spot up there, and he'll be the real deal after that. All right, so that's our uh, week four preview. We'll go through all the games on Monday and the biggest storylines from the weekend. Speaking of big storylines, we had two season-ending injuries this past weekend. The biggest of the two we'll talk about second. So the first one we're going to talk about, Muhammad Wilkerson. I still have this song in my head. Sorry. I'm just, so like, that... bobbing my head over here. Like <laughs> like if, some like if anyone, if there was, like, a camera on me right now, they'd probably look at me like, why? Like, what is he doing? We're going to listen to music later, Connor. I know. I know. Muhammad Wilkerson for the Green Bay Packers. Ankle surgery, and he's out for the season. How big of an impact do you think that has on Green Bay? Ooh, that hurts. That that hurts that front seven significantly, I think. I wouldn't say significantly. It hurts. It definitely hurts because I would I would say significantly because even though everyone else improved and there's some I was going to say and Dean Lowry behind him has been playing really good. Yeah, so I mean they ha- it's I mean they're not and I think they're talking to Quentin Dial again. I mean they have they have pieces in place where they can definitely, mm-hmm. you know, fill the void. But to say that oh they're not going to miss him at all would be a lie. Oh well yeah that's no. all that that's I a just, complete lie. The only reason I don't say it's significant is because he wasn't perform. I mean stats wise I don't know about you know. But I but he drew attention. Impact. He drew, right. He, he drew attention which allowed uh, everybody else to get into right. backfield. Yeah. Which I mean in the in these first three games this is the most I've seen Clay Matthews in the backfield than I have in, in recent memory. Right. And I think a lot that's of that true. has to do with Muhammad Wilkerson getting that chunk of attention. Um. I think it just has to do with the defensive coordinator in general. But that's my, my that that too. That's that my too. biggest concern with this Muhammad uh injury is because Wilkerson was a player who played for Petten over in th- over with the Jets. So I th- I th- I really liked that connection that they had, so I really thought that that would kind of help the defense and make him a really elite end just because he, but I think just because he's not playing because of injury and yeah, he'll still be he'll doing still rehab, have, yeah. right? I mean, he'll be. I, mean, I just meant on the field. Oh, on the field, yeah. on the field, yeah. It always helps to have somebody because who's been in that system, exactly, yeah, and yeah. Pat knows how to use him. I think that's but, the biggest. But loss. now you can go into the film room and everything, and Wilkinson can be it. Can be another mouth, mouthpiece for, yeah, for Patton exactly. because he's been in the system and Absolutely. he can tell anybody's like, "Hey, you need to be here. This is how this system works. You need to like when he when he goes to X, you need to be at Y, you know." So I think that help. I think from a classroom standpoint, it's still going to help them because I mean. It, it it won't help them as much as it would if as he would have been on the field because he's mm-hmm. he's been a part of that system before, but it's definitely going to help. It's still going to help them because he's still going to be be in the facilities, you know, help, right, uh, exactly, helping out, yeah. being another mouthpiece for Patton because it would be different. It would be like, okay, yeah, this is the new system, and every, and I'm not g- saying that they wouldn't they're they're not buying in on it, but it definitely helps when you have more than one person who's been around that system and who has done yeah. it successfully. So. It does suck, though. It really does suck. I saw the injury. I was like, damn. I was like, that. I actually didn't even see the injury, to be honest. I, I didn't I see the injury, it. but I saw that he got hurt, right, rather. Yeah. Like, um, I just knew that he got carted off, and my first thought was done. Sticking with Green Bay's defense real quick before we move on to the other injury. This whole Clay Matthews thing. Yeah. Clay was not fined again this week. Was not fined again? Not fined. That's three weeks in a row that he's been flagged for roughing the passer, but they did not fine him. That's three weeks in a row in which the NFL is trying to subtly say, it, hey, we hey, we, we fucked up. Exactly. In my mind, that means that he's not roughing the passer. Well, week one, he's flat out roughed the passer. But why didn't he get fined then? That's a great – that one I can't answer. That's but, what I'm – But week two and three, he shouldn't have gotten flagged. But okay, week, actually, but week no. One, he didn't get fined because it wasn't like it was a 
It wasn't a it wasn't it a was dirty a late, hit. It, it was a late. Yeah, it was hit. he just came in super late. The other two were yes. were that roughing the passer by that yeah. the quote unquote Aaron Rodgers rule, but he didn't get fined, which I think, as I mentioned, right. is the NFL subtly saying we fucked up twice. Exactly. Now. And even more to that point, last week when that hit came out, the NFL was like, not only do we stick by this by our calling on this hit, but we're actually gonna use this hit as a video clip to show future referees to call this roughing the passer rule. Now, did, but, now is it in the rule that if you get hit with that, if you get if you get hit with a penalty via that rule, you get fined? No, but in in years past, whenever you do, whenever there's a roughing the passer and it's like a brutal roughing the passer hit, you get fined on the quarterback because you're hitting a quarterback. They don't want people to hit the quarterback, so they fine people plus the 15 yards. So that that's the big thing. But so they said they were going to use that clip from last week and po- possibly even this week. They said they were going to use that clip as a training uh, video. The NFL actually put out a legit video for NFL players saying, here are four players that will get called and four plays that won't get called because they're quote-unquote clean. Clay Matthews, Neither of Clay Matthews' hits were in there. As they said they were going to use them, they did not use them. The first hit that was used as will get fi- or will get flagged was Anthony Barr. <laughs> um, yeah, and to be honest, I can see the slight. The, I can see the differences, and the video is actually helpful. If you can go find that online, it's actually pretty helpful okay, because I'll go find it, yeah. the plays that they say they won't pen- penalize you for, the guys are actually they grab them and then they kind of roll to the side so that they actually don't land on them. Like I. I honestly think, and this sucks because it's it's stupid and it's hard to do it in the you know in the moment. But if you at all land on the quarterback, I don't think it's like full body weight or most body weight like they say. I think if you just land on the quarterback, you're screwed because all the the four plays that they showed that weren't going to get penalized were all guys grabbing them and then rolling to the side but still dragging them down. It's ugh, it's gonna be bad. I don't like it. Go find that video and watch that eventually. Uh, so the big injury that happened this week, big season-ending injury, Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers out for the season. Well, I think – I don't even remember what the injury was, to be honest. His knee, I think he tore something, ACL, MCL, something like that. I don't remember. But, yeah, Jimmy G's out for the season. So now we're back to the 49ers of last year. CJ Bethard. Uh, CJ Bethard. Bethard, yeah. Yep. Which – Fun fact, in the next seven weeks, the 49ers have five primetime games. Wow, everyone thought they'd have Jimmy G on that one. Including next week against the Packers. I believe that is Sunday night football or Monday night. I don't remember. I think it might be Monday night. Every producer and every person who was in the decision-making process of making those to primetime games is probably sitting somewhere like, damn. This is where the... The flex, the, 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 flex the, the schedule. Don't flex. they have the flex option on this? On these, I don't know about this early in the season, because they do later in the season. Like they don't even schedule a Sunday night game for Week 17. They schedule it like the week before. They're like, okay, this game we're moving down to Sunday night. So I, I, I would assume they can. I would assume that next week, if they don't want, but the only problem with that is if you move Green Bay out of a Monday night game, you have to move another one of their games into a Monday night game or something to that effect. Which which is a whole other mess in itself. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this early in the season, they're kind of screwed. So Sorry, producers. Know. Which, that it, it just sucks. But 
so, okay. What does this mean for the 49ers? Because I actually have a silver lining to this, but I kind of want to hear your thoughts on, on the Jimmy G injury. I think they're really going to compete this year anyway. I thought they were going to make significant strides. But now, you know, you want to know what this does do? This forces every – not every – this forces that team to look at themselves and not look oh, at yeah. Jimmy G as the savior. Yeah. This forces that this forces I mean everyone was going to be accountable, yeah, I'm not saying that they weren't. This forces this really solidifies them to be to be accountable, to show them that like oh, like just because Jimmy G went down we're you know, we're we're not dead in the water because our savior is gone. Like we're we 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 are still formidable. You know, and I think that's what this team I think that's what this team needs to do is they need to go out there and show that, you know, because of what happened, because of when they got him and they and they rat rattled off the win streak and everything and all right. that. Everyone's just like, oh, here, com- here comes Garoppolo. All's all's well and right. Kyle Shanahan and everything. No, this is the perfect time to show them that they can establish something. So when he comes back and when he's healthy. They can hopefully they'll have some more pieces that by this the rest of the season will show some of these pieces that mm-hmm. hey they're doing this with with Bethard as as our as a quarterback exactly. and whoever they bring in you come here we were fairly decent with with him at quarterback no disrespect to him imagine what happens when we get Garoppolo back and you're here so this so this the rest of this season they're playing for they're they're playing for I think for respect for the rest of the season and next season and for free and for free agency fines yeah so to your point this will be a wake-up, quote-unquote, season for the Niners. But I don't think for the same points. I think that they this will be a wake-up call, but not to the players. The players, most of these players, besides like Richard Sherman, were on this team last year before Jimmy G. I think they already know and they already are expecting what's going to happen. I think this is going to be more of a wake-up call to the front office. Mm-hmm. And John Lynch, I believe? John Lynch, yeah. John Lynch. Uh, and or Yeah, John Lynch. So I, I think, first of all, with C.J. Bethard, if they stick with him at quarterback, which I almost think they should for one reason, and that's, a, and that's draft picks. Draft picks, yeah. If they stick with him, they're not going to do good. They're going to have a bad record. They can get higher draft picks, get, get better players to help Jimmy G when he comes back. I also think that this is going to be a wake-up call for Lynch so that he goes out there and says, okay, I need more pieces around Jimmy G, and he goes out and maybe gets a Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Maybe go gets goes and get a big-name wide receiver. And we know they have the cap room. Exactly. We know San Fran has the cap There's room. There's talks that they're already in – or they're, yeah, that they're in talks with Pittsburgh for Le'Veon already. They have the room to do it, and I'm pretty sure they have a surplus draft picks. Exactly. So – I, I, that's my silver lining here. I really think that it's going to be a wake up call for Lynch that just because I got Garoppolo doesn't mean I'm going to go win a Super Bowl. I need to go get more pieces around Garoppolo. I don't know why he didn't think that beforehand because he, he, I agree. He, he kind of did. I mean, he, he went out and got Jarek McKinnon. Unfortunately, he got hurt and he got Richard Sherman. It's not gonna, his it's, prime. It's not going to be Sherman. right, but it's not going to be a one. It's not going to be a one year. No, I know it's thing, not going to be a right. one year fix, but right. I mean, they're, I mean, I don't. I just I, think he's going to be even more aggressive now. I would hope so, because yeah. I really hope he wasn't sitting here like, oh, this is enough for now. Like, well, it's never. Like, but 
I think he did though, because Jimmy G came in and grabbed a one and ten team and made them a six and ten team. He won five games with that crappy roster. So but, he added McKinnon and Sherman. That, and he was like, okay, but it's still a crappy roster with two additions. I, no, I agree. So, but that's why I'm like, I'm just uh, yeah. That's why I'm just very confused. Like, you really think that just because you added two other significant pieces that all of a sudden wham, where like he he won with that last year, he go win with this. No, yeah, he I, needs yeah. he needs more. Exactly. And I think this, that's going to be I thought the they were now. very underwhelming during the offseason. Like I was like, sure, you got Richard Sherman, great veteran presence. Jared McKinnon, when he starts, really good. What else are you going to do? Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon, yeah, but man, he's good. He's he's yeah. he's, he's he's solid. But, yeah. But kind of past prime. Right, but you don't look at any of those guys and be like high impact. This is what's going to push them. You're going to push them over that rebuilding phase to competing, not contending, competing phase. Right. And, but, no, I really do hope, and I do agree with you, that yeah. this should and better Wakes up serve Lynch. as a wake-up call as John Lynch, who I think has done a very good job since taking over. I agree. I really do. I Especially a phenomenal I mean, job. He got Jimmy Garoppolo. Jack, he got Jimmy. I mean, don't, I, mean I just ripped. I kind of ripped on the fact that of the amount of moves and the type of moves that he made. But these are pretty – but on the surface, you take away everything of the injury. If we're not talking about the moves that he didn't get injured. These are pretty solid moves for a rookie GM. Exactly. With a relatively new head coach and a quarterback who's brought in to be your saving grace. Exactly. So he, he's I, a, he's, I think he's done a great job. I agree. I think the Niners have a very bright future. Agreed. Let's stick with the NFL. Let's stick with some quarterbacks because there's two quarterbacks specifically that I want to talk about. Ryan Fitzpatrick. We kind of touched on him earlier. Mm-hmm. He again threw for 400 yards. I believe it was 411 this week. Maybe that was last week. I don't remember. But he only threw uh, three touchdowns as compared to his four. And he threw three interceptions in the first half, and they lost. They couldn't complete the comeback. Do you still, is he still Fitz Magic? He's <laughs> Fitz Magic when he wins. He, okay. And regardless of whether he throws 400 yards or however X many touchdowns, Cow said it best on Hawk Tech though. I'm like you can throw for a boatload of yards. You turn the ball over, you turn the ball over a lot, it's going to you're going to cost your team. Right. Very often do you turn the ball over as much as much as he did and you still find a way to pull out the victory even if you come out and still have a pretty good a game that kind of like balances out in a way from I a just, yards and touchdown. My mind always goes back to Russell Wilson in the playoffs. We picked him off five times. <laughs> yeah. But how many how how many times does that happen though? How many times does that uh, how many times does that happen where a quarterback just basically just gives the ball like a silver platter? A lot, actually. I and, shouldn't say a lot, but it's happened a few times over the past couple of years. But it's not an overwhelming. No, amount, no, no, not at all. No, normally, if you throw two plus interceptions, it's hard you, to win. If right. you throw three. It's going to be tough. And actually, all oh, Big Ben, they tied. Right. And I mean, obviously, this is all depending on if the if the opposing yeah. team does something with, after the turnover, which right. isn't which is another factor. But usually, usually if you're a quarterback and whether you throw for 400, 200, however many yards and you even if you throw a couple touchdowns, you, you throw you turn the ball over, whether it's a fumble or an interception two plus times, you put your team in a compromising position because your defense is still out there for longer than it, yes. than it realistically should be. So you think Fitzmagic just remembered that he's Ryan Fitzpatrick? Not necess- not necessarily. This is, this is just a very Ryan Fitzpatrick thing to do. Like he'll have ba- he'll he'll have very but ba- he'll have like bad games, but he gets but he gets but he picks back up. He looks really good over first season overall. 
the team is the team is then set on him being the starter. He's average. Then he just flops, and then they get rid of him. Then he goes to another team, and the cycle runs again. I just think he brings an energy to this team that I don't think. I think if Jameis goes out on this on that field, that team's gonna look flat because Jameis doesn't bring energy. He he doesn't bring energy. He bring like his skill set is much more dynamic than Fitzpatrick. Right. Like he has. But he, if the team has playing flat, he has mobility. He has. He has an arm, but he just the team plays flat because you don't know what Jameis you're gonna get. But you want to know the thing that Jameis Winston severely lacks, and the thing that Fitzpatrick has had pretty much his entire career for the most part, which is why I think we, you're seeing a lot of that energy you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Leadership, exactly. Bona fide leadership. Which is that is the one start. thing that is that is. I mean. Winston has a better arm, I think. Yeah. Patrick is more accurate. Winston is more is more mobile and to an extent agile. Fitzpatrick can move a little bit, but he's he's mostly a pocket passer. Fitzpatrick is a damn good man manager. It's also it's it's a mindset and it's also the leadership thing. It's a mindset and a leadership thing, and Fitzpatrick brings that. He brings the mental. He brings that mental. The mental inta- intangibles that James Winston on and off the field, sev- especially off the field, severely lacks. You know who Winston reminds me of? You're gonna love this, hmm. Jay Cutler. <laughs> no, why not? Jay Cutler just didn't give a fuck. I don't think Jameis seems to either. No, he cares. I think he, he keeps d- getting in trouble. I, I, hear me out. I think he cares about the game. But the thing, but the dif- the difference is, Jay Cutler was just Jay Cutler, for lack of better terms, was aloof. He was right. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yes. Like, give me the ball. Wham! Yes. It had a cannon for an arm. There's rumors Jay- that he's going to San Francisco. But anyway, I thought he was. Oh man, he should he should stay on that show with his wife. He was he was a star of that show, True. honestly. Uh, but the difference between the reason why I say that Jay Cutler and James Winston are different is because I think they both cared about the game itself. But the thing is, I think Jay Cutler cared more because even though he was aloof on the field, he he was on the field. He was on the field. And when he was on the field, even though sometimes he would look aloof, there are times where he looked like he was an absolute gamer. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw James Winston look like a gamer was his last year in Florida, Florida State and maybe a little bit of his rookie year. He does. <laughs> I don't think he gets it. I don't think he cares. I don't think – and the thing was – Jay Cutler, to an extent, could handle the the load of being a franchise quarterback because he was yes. that he was that for an extent in Denver, and he was that in wins. Chicago. So are you are you disproving or are you not agreeing with my comparison because you think Cutler is better? I don't think I don't think he's so much better skill set wise, and may I mean I think number, he had more potential than Winston has. A hundred percent, yes. But I think the thing, the reason why I disagree with this is because Cutler. For all the jokes and everything about Cutler like, and the whole like don't care thing, yeah, he obviously cared enough because he was able to shoulder that load of being the guy. He knew he was the guy, and right. he never put himself in that position to compromise being the guy. He, the, the, he, 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 his body movements and his body language just looked like he just didn't care. It wasn't even though we right his body his, you know, um, what's what's the yeah. Uh, body language. That's yeah, right. Yeah. His body language looked like a guy who would just rather be anywhere but there. Yes. Whereas Jameis Winston might have looked like he cared, but you don't really care if you keep doing stupid yeah. crap I was and you can't use the excuse, oh, he's a kid anymore. How long are you going to use the kid excuse? People, people in the NFL always say you don't actually care about the game if you do stupid stuff 
that makes you miss games that may, that takes you off of that field. Yeah, there's you can't say that you truly care about that game if you do stupid stuff like and that. And that's why I think Jay Cutler is better in comparison because Cutler, even though his body language looked like he didn't care, he cared enough to still be to still be with whether it was Denver or Chicago. He cared enough to try to get back on that field. He cared enough to try to get them to win. Jameis Winston is, is all antics, all these. These phony rah rah speeches, all these oh I'm gonna eat, we're gonna eat a W today, all this stupid crap. Right. It was all he didn't care. He didn't care enough about the game. I think he cared more about Jameis Winston being a celebrity and I'm a I'm a franchise yeah. quarterback. He cared about the label. He didn't care about actually being yeah. the franchise quarterback. I'm trying to think because I really just listened to an interview recently with Pat McAfee that this dude NFL player he had he he said. You know, I there were a lot of times that he wanted to go out. I can't remember his name. It's killing me. There was a lot of times that he wanted to go out and he wanted to smoke weed because he enjoyed smoking weed and he wanted to go and do stupid stuff. But he loved the game of football so much that he didn't risk it. He, you, When you love the game, you don't risk not playing. There, You don't do anything that puts your playing time in jeopardy. I. And in a way, I think Winston loved – I don't think he loved it enough. I don't think so either. Jay Cutler, for We've all seen, the crap that we give him, he loved the game. We've seen two – I'll use a Colin Coward uh, analysis. He's becoming a list kind of guy. You know, there's a lot of guys who have done one or two stupid things. But when – but uh, Winston and Zeke now too is becoming – you when you start to accumulate a list of things, it's not good. It's toxic. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. and It really Winston's doesn't. It's not that good. If you want to know my honest opinion about Jameis Winston versus Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick on a bad day is about the same as Jameis Winston on, on a, a good, good day. day. Based on what we've seen from Jameis Winston, your analysis isn't completely exactly, false. Exactly. Uh, the other quarterback I want to touch on is my boy, Patrick Mahomes. As I mentioned earlier, he is the new odds-on favorite to win the MVP award. Connor, how much do you agree with that, and do you who do you see threatening? The first few weeks are always overreaction central, but I mean, <laughs> uh, that's how I feel about that. But I mean, it's hard to argue the way that he's been playing, though. I mean, we'll we'll see how much of that talk continues after this game against Denver, of course. But the people who I think the people who I think can threaten it is the person that I thought was going to win the MVP regardless this year, which was Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. So the actual odds, I just pulled them up. Patrick Mahomes is a 3-1 to one favorite. Then it's Drew Brees at 5-1. to one. Aaron Rodgers at 6-1. to one. Tom Brady, 8-1. to one. Jared Goff at 14-1. to one. Uh, Todd Gurley is also at 14-1. to one. That's interesting. Cam Newton's at 16-1. to one. And Alvin Kamara is also at 16-1. to one. I like that. That's a good top 10. I don't agree with Tom Brady because they're one and zero or one and two. I mean, uh, I yeah, and Cam Newton too is a stretch. I don't know. That's interesting. I I I agree that they're valuable to their teams, but I, there's a lot more other players that I think are more valuable. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I would almost I I like the Patrick Mahomes. You know, I think he's a. He's good and he's valuable to his team. Obviously, you know the right quarterback and the right team is going to produce like he In has the right been. System, correct. Uh, yep. But I almost would put Aaron Rodgers above Drew Brees. Although I don't know, it, that's yeah, no, I still would because Drew Brees has weapons around him like Camaro and Mike Thomas that we've seen and a competent defense. 
I I would argue that Aaron doesn't have those weapons. I he Devontae not. Devontae's coming into his own, but he's still not a top receiver, I don't think. Randall Cobb has had his struggles this year. We have three running backs that don't know what they're doing. I think Aaron Jones Y'all is going to have a running game. I, I think Aaron Jones is going to be our answer. I really do. And so does Aaron Rodgers. Can't it, everyone they need to give him the ball. They need to give him the ball. Exactly. They need to, they need to run through that's him. to be determined. Yeah, but exactly. So that's my point. Like Aaron Rodgers. without Aaron Rodgers, we saw last year, this team is garbage. Right. So by the true definition of most five. Yeah, Aaron is you know. Yeah, I and mean, he has to be you know. Right, and it's go, the same. It's the LeBron debate. Yeah, and going back to your like talent thing, just looking at a roster from, from rosters in general. You look at the roster. The Packers don't have really anyone out outside of Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham on offense. The true test and of maybe a, Randall. The Cobb. true test of an NFL team is if you look at an NFL roster, just look at their roster, but take the quarterbacks out of the equation, and then realize is, is this team with the talent around the backup? Would they still win? Kansas City's got it. Offensive wise, exactly. Kansas City was winning with, I mean, uh, Alex Smith made the playoffs. No, no disrespect to Alex. No, Smith. yeah, no disrespect. He's not, but like putting a new quarterback in that system, who who is more suited for that system. Exactly. Yeah. With so the, like, with the dynamic pieces that they have, I still love Patrick system. Mahomes, and he, you know, you still have to get the ball to your receivers and everything. So, so he does deserve that. Is he? Oh, <laughs> uh, but I I just think that Aaron, really by true definition. When, like, I don't think Goff should be in the conversation because Goff was not good until McVay showed up. Plus, Gurley's just a better player than Goff. He's more valuable to that team because if you don't have Gurley on that team, you can play the pass more and Goff struggles. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough. I don't I never like having two players from the same team on a list. So I don't like Goff and Gurley on the same list for those reasons. I also don't like Breeze and Camaro. I don't think Camaro's MVP talk. He's a really good player. He's definitely one of the top just all-around football players in this league right now. But I I don't see him as an MVP candidate. Yes, he's valuable, but Drew Brees has been doing this for years without Alvin Kamara, you know. And I think once Mark Ingram comes back too, that's going to take away from the mm-hmm. the carries and everything. So, I don't know. I, I'm interested. I, I think I'm going to keep my eyes out on this MVP odds list as the season goes on so we'll probably discuss it whenever big changes happen all right let's move on from the nfl for a little bit i want to talk some wwe because we have some interesting storylines coming out of here so uh, recently the first thing i want to talk about actually we'll talk about this one first uh on wednesday or tuesday something like that i don't know earlier this week kofi kingston officially passed someone <laughs> i don't know the actual details that's of descriptive kofi kingston is now the sole holder of the longest uh total tag team championship like reign like he mm-hmm. as all of his reigns combined he is now the longest tag team champion of all time uh I just think that's really cool. I think I th- that I think it's cool. it, it speaks a lot to Kofi Kingston yeah. because he's had I think I think I counted five different partners. R Truth, New Day, CM Punk, Evan Bourne. I thought there was a fifth one, maybe four, he but part- still, he only partnered four. with Bourne and CM Punk. Yeah, Bourne was airborne. Oh, that's right. I like that one, and I th- CM Punk because he actually he tweeted CM Punk. He he included him in the tweet, and then Punk. Actually replied to him. Oh, what he said. And the internet, it was like a gif of like, I don't remember. Uh, 
he replied to him. So then the internet was like, ah, Punk's coming back. He's he, not coming back. Because he acknowledged somebody. <laughs> exactly, but... yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I just think that's a true testament to Kofi Kingston. He's he's the he's the ultimate professional. He's he's really only changed himself twice, <laughs> but he's he's stayed relevant mm-hmm. within those two gimmicks that he's had with you know his Jamaican and now his New Day stuff. He's he's stayed relevant and he's been able to evolve his character enough to stay with the times. And they they obviously trust him enough to yeah. put tag teams on tag team championships on him. I'm happy for him. I was always a big fan when he started. So yeah, I I've always been a big fan. He's great. He's super entertaining, especially nowadays on. They're with the new day, so the biggest storyline that I want to talk about is Triple H. Earlier this week, because of the whole match against the Undertaker next week at Super Showdown, WWE put a graphic out, and it was a question saying, "Who is Triple H's biggest rival?" And the graphic, it was WWE's opinion. And I wonder if I can try to find it because it, it's interesting. The the list included uh, mankind. It included trip or included Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Did it include The Rock or Stone Cold at all? I think those might have been the other two. I'm gonna try to find this real quick because I uh, they they had it in order also. And that's the part that I want to talk about is the order of the actual list. Oh, here's here's the Kofi Kingston thing. Uh, Billy Gunn. Oh, nice. I'm sure they wanted to get Billy Gunn out of it. They don't like Billy Gunn too much. I'm sure they wanted him to <laughs> get erased off here. Okay, Triple H's five greatest rivals. Ready for this? Yeah. Number five, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> the Rock. I like to call him the Rock. Rock the Dwayne. Rock the Dwayne. <laughs> Number four, McFoley. Number three, John Cena. Yeah, I thought they had some heated. Battles. They did. They yeah, I agree with that one. Here's where I don't like it, and here's what we're gonna discuss. Number two, Shawn Michaels, and number one is the Undertaker. Only because they're playing it out like this is the biggest Triple yes. H rivalry. I I that understand is the that. Only reason that graphic has Undertaker's number one is because so you think two and one should be flipped? A hundred percent. Good. Because the because yeah like because the, the, yeah what Triple H and Undertaker did have a fairly significant rivalry. I'm not saying that they didn't, but the way they've been touting this out like two legends last time ever is like oh this is cool. But they, but they're like, oh, oh, the, the, these, the, these are each other's biggest rivals. Like, no, 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 no. I just, I was like, I don't know who Undertaker's biggest rival was, but I know for damn sure it wasn't Triple H. I think both of their biggest rivals were Sean. Yeah, <laughs> you could argue. You could easily argue. It yeah. was definitely for Triple H. It was Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. Yeah, it's you'd Undertaker. Be, you could almost say Stone Cold too early in his career. I was gonna say it's. You'd be hard pressed. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who can who makes a definitive case to being Undertaker's greatest oh, exactly, rival. Yeah, because he's had so many great. So has Triple H, but I would say that Shawn Michaels is without a shadow of a doubt the big, exactly. the biggest one. That I when I saw that list, I just freaked the out. The only reason like, it's in that order is because they've been booking it as if Undertaker because, was the one the Thor in Triple H's side, and vice versa. Um, since we're on the topic of Shawn Michaels. I think, oh, we've already talked about this. Never mind. I just want to see some dream matches. I want to see Johnny. I want to see Johnny wrestling against Sean. I want to oh. see AJ. 
I understand. I don't want him to come back either, but he's oh, going to. The match I is know. basically confirmed. I know for it's Crown basically Jewel. confirmed that Crown Jewel, which. And then that name. also means that they're going to build to a rest or an under or not uh, an under, an, a an, WrestleMania match. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I'm fine with these legends coming back, but why are we making them stay for so? Damn, long. Money, 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 money. Yes, I'm aware, but money. really? Like, so now you're going to keep Shawn Michaels around almost, like, for a good chunk of the time and have him just up big. No. Like, he might be in shape, but he can't compete with an with an AJ Styles. He can't complete, compete with a Gargano. No, but they can he carry can't... him. No, because I don't want to see a, I don't want to see a human, a human walker Not... in a ring. I no, think it would be the same as AJ versus Roman. I think AJ could get a fantastic match out of Shawn Michaels. Okay, different scenario. Shawn Michaels is old as dirt. Roman Reigns and well, AJ by age is technically old, but not as old as Shawn Michaels. And AJ and Roman are in the primes of their career. Shawn Michaels should no, no, should stay away. I know. I'm I'm saying that the majority of Roman's matches are not phenomenal matches. His matches against AJ were. Sorry for the pun, but phenomenal. But with a much more fit, in shape, and more prime Roman have Reigns. Seen, have you seen HBK lately, though? He's in shape. He he basically lives at the Performance Center. Mm, <laughs> I don't care. HBK in his peak shape at his oh, age well, right now is nowhere compared to Roman's Roman Reigns' peak uh, peak fitness still, right now. He can still put on a good match. I don't like it. <laughs> I if they're gonna keep Shawn Michaels, I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy watching him though. I'm yeah, I'm gonna enjoy watching him because I love Shawn Michaels growing up, right. obviously. But what I I'm saying is, don't him. bring him back and then just tout around like, okay, how many matches can we fit him in? Well, like, no, I don't like, think no. I don't think they will. I think they'll do one or two. I think they'll give do him one, one or two, two matches. singles matches and not banish him, but like, shoot, shoot, you can still be on WWE I think TV, they but don't another, compete. They should do another retirement match. Another have have. Listen, have a younger wrestler, an up-and-comer, get let them get that heat and let them get that, that bump off of, quote-unquote, retiring Shawn Michaels. A Shawn Michaels who should have already been retired. Yeah. So but, so, we're, so we're just going to – so that WrestleMania never happened then, no, right? No, it still happened. They've acknowledged it. <laughs> Not enough if, if, if the hypothetical or other retirement no, match did. happens. Did you, did you see the promo between Sean and Undertaker? No. Uh, Sean said, I stayed retired out of respect for the Undertaker, out of respect for you. And then Undertaker said, was it respect or fear? Because you knew if you came back that I would just keep beating you and beating you and beating you. They're, they're playing it up. Like, they acknowledged it. Can we talk about how Taker still knows how to cut a nice-ass promo? He he does when he's given actual material to talk about. Because we all know Raw 25 was just a load of gobbledygook garbage. Raw 25 it was, was just nothing. Raw 25 was just a nostalgia trip. Exactly. It was about nothing, so it was nothing. Yeah. But this time, it's actually building a feud, and it's... You, during this feud, I just wish. So basically, ev- so basically, be- every time he's ha- he's cut a promo, minus Raw twenty five, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Because every other, t- literally every time, but Raw twenty five, as as lo- as far as my memory wants to go back. He cut another promo other than those. They've all been in feuds, and they've all been leading up to Mania. You know, before. Taker? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like this year, I guess. Oh, this year. Because Raw twenty five was this year. No, it wasn't. Pretty sure it was earlier in January. Twenty five? No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure it was last year. Please do. Uh, 25. I'm pretty sure it was 
I'm pretty sure it was earlier this year. Was it? Yeah, cause yeah. I'm was it sure. this year? Uh, uh, oh yeah, twentieth. Yep. I've yep. Damn. It okay. was January. Well, I mean, we're coming to the end of the year, so I, I I get why it does feel like that long ago. But yeah, other than that, other than that promo this year, has he? As far as this year, no. He only showed up for the Cena match. But I'm. But I'm, he only showed up for the Rusev match. But I'm just saying in general. The dude knows yes, how to cut a mean no, he still promo. Does. That, that's what I was. This rivalry, as a wrestling fan, makes me want to be seven years older because I wish I would have saw the Attitude Era. I started watching WrestleMania 28. I saw Triple H versus Undertaker end of an era. Oh, I've oh. So that's I literally when you watching. Oh, I saw. Yeah. Oh, I started watching years ago. I never saw Shawn Michaels wrestle. I did. I never saw the prime of Triple H and Undertaker. I've only I seen did. under. I've only seen Triple H lose at Mania, basically. This, <laughs> and the funny thing is, I've seen all the. Th- I've I I've watched wrestling, from basically the time that you didn't watch wrestling, I did, and yet. It can be argued. Well, it can't be argued because it's a cold hard fact. You probably know a boatload about me more than I do, but that's because I went through my stop and start phases. Like I'm, I'm done with this, and, and then I and then I and I've jumped back hard in. into it. Right. The but. sad the sad reality of my wrestling memory is that when you say Triple H is the WWE champion, I hark back to two years ago when he won the Rumble. Oh, I go back way back when. Exactly. Like you remember the old Smack- like that's you, the you sad reality. The old, you remember the old school SmackDown stage where it's like the where it's like the fist. Not oh yes that <laughs> yes that. I know the fist because of the video games. Yes and that the, I, I was network. I was there for that. Praise be to the WWE Network. I was I was still watching of that, but the set before that one, like early two thousands, like just the oval and everything, and yep. the one screen off to the side. Yep. Yep, that's what I was watching OG back SmackDown. then. Yep, oh, like OG SmackDown, I OG wish. Raw. I wish I would have. I was that. there. I was not there. There, my first WWE event was that I ever went to live was earlier this year. Mine will probably be in November. <laughs> You've never been the one? I've not. I still have not gone. That just means we really have to go now. That's why I said in the chat, I was like, I need to go because the last like two years, every time it comes up, everyone's like, Oh, we should go, and I'm like, I need to go, and then I don't go. I need to go this time. What was the reason why you couldn't go this year? I, it's always been money. <laughs> All right, we'll save. Because yeah. we're, we're going in November. I, I need to go. Really we're going bad. in November. All right. Uh, that's enough of that. I actually have some segments because we haven't been doing segments lately. But I actually, while I was filling out the sheet for today, I actually thought of some. So I have some winners. I don't know if you do. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, my winners, plural, today are the Packers and the Panthers because they just made some big defensive signings. Specifically, I mean, I like the Packers, uh, Bashad Breeland. We need defensive backs. We should have signed him in the pre in the off season. Don't know why we didn't, but I'm glad they finally came to their senses. The biggest one was the Panthers signing safety Eric Reed. Now this is huge because Eric Reed was one of the big voices next to Kaepernick as far as this whole anthem protesting. Yep. I believe he's in a collusion case against. He was the also NFL. in a collusion yeah, case, and I believe it's still ongoing. Yep. So that's interesting. But the Panthers signed him. He's probably one of the best young safeties in this league. I think he is the best young safety in the league right now. Didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but the Panthers had an owner that said some super racist stuff. And did they probably? Did, yeah, this I know they. I know. St- I know they did. Like, is he still? In, is he still on the team, or did they finally? Or did they actually no, I sell think him? They, yeah. mm, I don't. Th- I don't think. He, I think, I think he's for, still. I still think they're forcing him to sell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know they're they're trying to get yeah, him so they out of there. Yeah, they have. Okay. I at least I haven't. 
heard okay. about it, which I feel like I would have. Well, if you're still part of the organization, you know what this move was partially about. But, like, this this is huge. It's massive. Because that Carolina defense is already good, and now they're even better because, Eric, like I said, Eric Reed. The best safety somehow, who was not playing football. Right how now. was he not playing football? That's just ridiculous. He's so, such a good player. I'm mad that the Packers didn't get him. I now have a Carolina jersey I need to get. I, yeah, he – I'm super happy for him that he finally got a contract. You know what this means, though, right? Hmm. Where's the excuse for Kaepernick now? Nowhere. I mean, I mean, not that not that there was one to begin with, in exactly. my opinion. But now, now the excuses are running. I still very thin. I still want to know the details behind the the whole Denver contract. I do that whole debacle. Well, John always kind of a douche, anyway. So. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> uh, my losers are the Dallas Cowboys. Now, not only because they've been losing, but... Tell me it's about Dak Prescott's comment today. What did he say? He was just like, oh, he, he asked him about the roughing the passer comments. And oh, everything. that's right. And he was like, oh, just, I should just sit there. Let, let them hit me. I was like, they already do. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't I really saw, don't do that well. I saw one thing going around that was saying that all NFL coaches should just all collectively agree to decline roughing the passer penalties. I was like, actually, yes, please. <laughs> just to... Just to Give the big old F you to the NFL. Uh, no. So while I was doing my picks on Tuesday for NFL, I was looking through these. I noticed because the uh, ESPN puts ticket prices, like oh. tickets, oh, as yeah, low love, as blah, oh, yeah, blah, I love blah. It. Bears tickets are still crazy expensive. So on Tuesday when I looked, yeah. Dallas tickets. At, at Jerry World? At Jerry World. And I believe when on Tuesday there was still around like ten, twelve thousand, as low as twelve dollars. What? But what's that? Jerry World's huge, dude. You as of right now, though, there's still six thousand left, as low as six dollars. But where in the stadium? That's the big thing. You have to look. I mean, well, think, probably, think, but think still, Jerry World's Jerry World. But a- still, AT&T the next stadium is huge. But the next lowest is Arizona. AT and T Stadium is huge. No, the next lowest is Indianapolis. I'm just saying the ticket oh, prices. Oh yeah, because the Colts suck. Right these, now. Exactly, these ticket prices are very much correlating to the like how the team does. Not Chicago. You're right. Chicago prices are always up there, though. You're very, that's why you that's are why very that's right. why so many Cubs fans come to Miller Park because our tickets are cheaper. Well, I mean they sell out Wrigley regardless because they're they don't know any better. Are the Cubs fans oh at God. Wrigley? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, but that's why they travel because it's easier to come to a. It's easier to go to any other stadium exactly. other than Wrigley. But, like, yeah, I, I just. Especially, why do you think there's so many Cubs fans at Marlins Park? <laughs> Mostly because everyone loves to go to Florida. If but still. Jerry, if Jerry w- knew that he was building such a big stadium, he needed to build a team that was going to fill that stadium. Can we click on that real quick to yeah. see, like, where this, where these seats are? Because this is important. Maybe this we is... should just drive to Dallas and go to a game for six bucks. No. <laughs> I, would ra- I would rather drive to Indianapolis. That's true, too. Party Pass East, Party Pass West, Upper Reserved, 432. Oh, that's general admission. Yeah. Where's where's that? I don't know. Like, legit, where is that? I don't know. It's not telling me. Like, like I wish you guys could all see this, but oh. Upper oh. Reserved. How much is it? 29? Is that 29? 29 each. Oh, so what are these What are these GA ones? I, I don't, I don't, oh, what does it say? What Party is this? Pass. What is this? Does it say you need a ticket available? Tickets available. It, I don't know. I, I, Whatever. I, I, anyways, ticket the, prices are not. The point good. is here. I could get into. I could go to an NFL professional football game at any other NFL stadium, not named Soldier Field. Thus, 
Thus, Bradley. Nah, Green Bay is still more expensive. Well, I'm not. I'd much rather go back home for that than travel. Actually, yeah, uh, Green Bay is the most expensive. But that's because how the much whole ticket? 127. Ooh, and a three-hour drive. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. That is no. It's not three hours up there. It's like eh, it's about three, three and a half. Is it about three? It's about three hours. Okay. Well, I went up there last year. Still, no, thank you. I'd I'd rather go home or take anyway, a, take I an just, Amtrak to Indy. I just thought that was interesting. I feel like Cowboys, if they're really America's team. They should be selling out more games. Oh, man, they're supposed to be on board. I would just like to give a special thank you for the Cowboys for reinstilling my love for the song We Them Boys. Because I used to hate that song because of the Cowboys. We Them Boys! Uh, you know what? Story time. Story time, everybody. Story time. Here we go. All of you are about to be winners because here's a story time. There is this, there is this uh, person that I, I, I was kind of like friends with, right? Uh, uh, this chick that I, that I was friends with. And, and, she, and she was pretty cool, right? I mean, we were, we were just strictly friends. I've never heard anyone make... There's several people who make you, like, hate certain things, right? right? Any single time the Cowboys did something, and you can even hear it on TV, too, and watching games, you just hear you just heard Weedum Boys playing it. Every Cowboy fan I ever knew, especially her, like, kept on just blasting Weedum Boys. I hated the song for, for the longest time. Yeah. And I think, I can't remember what year it was, when they got just destroyed in the playoffs i i paraded around this house bumping that song so hard i was like i love this song again didn't go back and listen to it for like literally four years i i heard it at a bar last week like i heard it last week on my birth i was like i was like oh damn this is a song i remember how i remember how much i love this song quick change my bops (laughs) right segway segway because today we are debuting the newest segment. Every Friday from now on, we will be doing what I like to call bops only. Hey, what's that red thing that was? If you scroll back, is it? Eh, I'll bring it up later. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I'll, well, yeah, uh, yeah, bops only. Uh, every Friday, we will. Connor and I will, and Tom actually. Tom is throwing in his opinions also on songs. We will be picking a couple songs every week that we really want uh we really like and we're gonna add to a collective playlist that i will make public on spotify called bops only so we're just gonna make a big old party playlist and i think it's gonna be really fun it's also an excuse for us to listen to music <laughs> oh they um, have to be party songs they don't have to be party. okay no, I'm saying, <laughs> okay I'm we are okay, creating wait a, wait a second <laughs> i'm saying we're creating a party playlist okay for people who want to party? Well, they are gonna. Everyone, everyone who doesn't already know my eclectic music taste is gonna get all kinds of my eclectic music taste today. <laughs> Don't you guys worry. So, without further ado, the debut of Bops Only. I don't want you to see it. We're gonna Bop, hide this. So, my first song okay. is an obvious one for me. I'll make sure this level. <laughs> See, when you say obvious... Make sure these levels are fine. Like, how obvious? Like, on a scale of 1, 2, it's obvious that I... That it, on a scale of 1 to 10... Like, like one, 1 being it's obvious, but, like, it probably could slip my mind every now and then because of all the stuff I'm doing, and 10 being so goddamn obvious, it's a damn shame I don't know this. I'd say it's about an 8 or 9. Damn. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't think that I was going to pick this on week 1, then that's on you. I'm... There's so many though. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I am thoroughly not surprised. I absolutely love Chris Jericho. 
Yeah. And I'm surprised I don't have this t-shirt yet either. I'm really, I'm very I surprised I need to get this t-shirt. <laughs> if, if you guys haven't listened to Fozzy, you are missing out. I don't like this kind of music. I don't like rock music. Modern rock? Modern rock. Okay. Rock punk, whatever you want to call it. I don't All like right. it. I, I'm really not a fan. Okay. But Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy, Chris Jericho the wrestler, yes. Yeah. I, I very much enjoy their music. They just make just straight up good music. They really do. It's just good. I, and I can't, I can't fault them for it. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I like thank that. you. I, thank I, you. Thank I, you. Thank you. I like that. I'll go to that so that you don't see the rest of the playlist. All right. All right. Now you get to pick your first song. Oh, there is. So a- yeah. So we're basically this week we're picking five songs each because then we'll get a good basis playlist started. But every week we'll probably do two or three songs each. And we're eventually just gonna build this huge playlist. That I like. Bops. I like that the that the fourth recent search that you did was the country song that I told you about. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, loud, loud and heavy. I don't know, heavy. I don't search many things because I just I just like the music um, that I like. All right, so let me. This is a song that I just heard recently. And again, anyone who knows me, and if you don't know me, you should know this. If you're a, if you're a friend of Kyle's and you've never met me in my life and the, the only reason you know me is because of this you should know that there is not probably not one stone as far as music that I've left unturned as far as my music taste <laughs> basically I go by the one rule if it sounds good I like it that being said you will probably not know this one I while this is you. playing go ahead and add it to the bops only playlist I, I will you will not know this one at probably all not. I know you own it because if you don't I'll be very confused the song is called Truth Is by Stealth. Well, I'm feeling this, actually. Yeah. Wait, wait till it hits the main part. It's got groove to it. That's a, You want to know where I heard it? Where? FIFA 19 demo. Of course. I should have I should have just guessed. That was from 19? Not only that it was a... Not only that it was a FIFA 19, but that it was FIFA in general, or that it was just a sports game soundtrack in general. I mean, don't they always have the greatest songs, though? I don't know. I don't play FIFA. Most video games. Oh, yeah, 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 Here's the main part. You know what sports games are really good at? Are just getting not necessarily the best songs, but the best background songs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They really do. Like, as far as like... like the, the songs that just fit the feel of the game. They're songs that just sound good so that they're really good in the background. Right. It's, it's, ba- it's basically what it comes Oh, 100%. To. But no, the song's called Truth Is by Stealth. I, you added it to the playlist? I did. Okay. Yeah, it's very it's very groovy and very kind of like soulful in a way too. And I then when you that. actually listen to the lyrics, you're just like, oh, damn. It's good. I, I like that. it a lot. I enjoyed that a lot. Thanks. All right. Next song. I, my next two... Actually, well, no, my my next three, no, yeah, no, my next two I picked because I like the artist so much, and I figured I want these songs, because I listened to these songs so much, I wanted these songs in there. So, we'll start with, we'll start with the one that's a, probably a little more popular. You really want to know Funny story. <laughs> listening to this on the way to class today. I, I, was I not only love this album, but Question. But do you think it's his? Do you think it's his best? Personally, yes. But that's because I didn't really listen to J Cole before this album. 
if you go listen to his entire not I, oh i would say listen to the mixtapes first so you can get a good feel of how his first two I've albums listened, were so there's a playlist on spotify of, there's a playlist called you know this is this j. is j cole they, yeah they do that. I, so i have listened to like the majority of that and i really like his sound like I, the reason i went to that playlist is because i like i like him so much i like motivate in this album kod so much motivate 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 God, I love this. Yeah, honestly. I was very happy. I was very happy. This was the song that they played in the NBA Finals commercials. Yeah, it was awesome. When they played it, my dad and I were just like, yo. That's why I started to love it, too. That's when I really started to just get behind it. I was like, it's such a good Sports and music go so well hand in hand, honestly. Here you go. They go very well. Here's your second one. Thank you. So those are my two so far. I got... What was it? You got uh, motivate and Judas. You you never did tell them the song about Fozzie. Oh yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> you Judas. just you just you just went on a hype train about you about Fozzie. <laughs> You're right, I did. The first one was Judas by Fozzie. Uh, all right. Well, this one again, I'm gonna stick to kind of like kind of like chill type stuff for, yeah. for at least these first two. And you had to have seen this one coming today. You had to have seen this one coming today. I was gonna say if you didn't <laughs> put this one in, I was gonna kind of be upset with you. <laughs> Like I'm, like I would have been, I would have been disappointed if you didn't think I was gonna throw this one in here. I've been vibing to this song so much since I finally actually heard it. I knew of this song and I knew that the music video had all the different symbolic stuff, even though I never saw the music video. I didn't hear the song until this past weekend, and I'm so mad at myself because you really not. I I knew of it, but I just the first time I heard it, heard it was this past okay, weekend. Okay. So I knew of it. Never listened to it until this weekend. I, I think I saw them when he dropped them. I heard them. I heard he the other one. Performed them. What's somewhere. what? What's the other one that he performed? It's another. It's oh, summer summertime, something. summer something. Yeah, summertime something. I don't know. That that I, one. That one I knew and I liked a lot. I wasn't too keen on them when they first came out, but this one, the more I listened to. Oh, I, the, the other one I loved. Really? The other one I loved, and I'll I just to, I never heard this one. I'll have to listen to the other one more. You've never. Hang on, let me see if I can find it. Uh, well, but, we'll listen. We can listen to it afterwards. Right, but. Yeah, feels like summer by feels Childish nice. Gambino. Spoiler alert, everybody! In case you, in case you're just now listening, or in case you just need an update, I have fully committed that I'm performing Childish Gambino at the uh, to audition for the Homecoming Variety Show. So if you're in Whitewater, and if I do make it, which I will report back on when that day comes, if that day comes, and if I do make it, you all should come out. Yeah, because it'll be dope. Yeah, it'll be dope. I'm I'm really sad. I'll be there. Lucas watching. was when we mentioned in the all time meeting. Lucas looks at me, just start gives, just starts nodding with that little slide. He's like, I can't wait. I look at him, I was like, I can. I was like, I can. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, so much like the last one, I picked this song because not only do I love the artist, but I listen to this song on repeat, and it's one of those songs that I do not get sick of, even though I listen to it on repeat. It's yeah. so good. I'm ready. I don't think you know this one. Is this Brockhampton? It is. I figured I figured I would not know this you one. You need to listen to Brockhampton. If anyone has not listened to Brockhampton, which I literally just discovered them this past semester because really? of my friends. Okay. I am feeling this beat, though. I'm feeling this beat. This song specifically. Even my brother, who listens to, like, hard rap, he listens to every Lil on the planet. <laughs> He every even, Lil. Every Lil. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> if the name starts a Lil, Cameron. So what you're to saying it. is, if I launched a, a SoundCloud rap career and my name was Lil something, Cameron would eventually find you. <laughs> I noted. <laughs> I don't think he does that on purpose either. 
I'll keep that in mind now. Uh, yeah, Zipper by Brockhampton. Oh my. This is the first one I fell in love with. Made me fall in love with Brockhampton. It's, in my opinion, their best song. Bleach is up there, but this one is my I favorite. Do. It's because of the beat and just because of the tempo. I am kind of vibing with it. I, I am very much vibing with Floating it. Like Aladdin. I might, I might have to add this to, to my own to. personal playlist because I, because I think I'm going, uh, to going out with some friends. Hey, so like, it's in the bops only. Yeah. I, I need to go give it a follow. It's amazing. So yeah. Oh wow. Oh no! Oh no! What'd you do? Did you look at the other I, one? I, I did not. Okay, cool. I did not. I was still on the playlist. I just saw album art. I also work. need to look because so originally I didn't have a fifth song planned because I wanted to save <laughs> my fifth spot for whatever my favorite song was off of the uh, the Carter Five uh, because Lil Wayne's dropping the album tomorrow. But I realized that I could probably um, I'll just wait. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll do uh, my favorite song next week. So now okay, I, now that's, I need that, to, that that's fine. Now I need to find that's, another song. That's completely fine. See here, I feel almost. I feel almost compelled to throw in a church's song because I'm seeing them. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but you know what? I'm not. I'm going to go with another guy that I'm going to see. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go see with another guy I'm going to go see. I probably know what. You, I don't know what song necessarily. You, you won't know what song. Are we supposed to find clean versions of this? or Nah. No? Okay, all right. Nah. Well, We're an explicit podcast. Are we? Did you, did you? On SoundCloud, we are. Oh, did you put? Uh, did you I don't know if it mark? refreshed on iTunes. Maybe I, I might have to refresh the feed. Well, anyways, I'm just yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is exactly who you think it is. Oh yeah. This is Super Duper Kyle. Oh yeah, no, I knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was the very first Super Duper Kyle song I heard. As soon as you Yeah, no, as, <laughs> as soon as you said it was someone else you're going to see, I knew it was gonna be Kyle. This is I don't the, think I've heard this one though. It's called AOK from the Beautiful Loser album. I'm in love with Kyle. Yeah. I love Kyle so much. This the the sound you're gonna hear on Sunday the twenty first is going to be me sobbing. From Chicago, Illinois, watching this man. From Chicago, Illinois. Sobbing on a total of <laughs> right. 220 pounds. <laughs> yep. 220 pounds of tears? Yep. Good lord. You know why I said 220? Did I add that to Bob's only? Can you check? I swear did. I did. Okay, okay cool. bye, Kyle. Yeah. You know why I said 220? Why? It's because I have a certain wrestler's intro memorized, and that was who I... Can you guess who it is? Is it? It's just Shinsuke. From Kyoto, yeah, I, I knew Japan. it. I knew it. That's why I said, "Is it?" Weighing it at two hundred and twenty. That's why. That's why I was like, "Is it Shinsuke?" Because the only wrestler I know where you know hit Craig Hamilton's exact cadence and tone. Shinsuke Nakamura. You're the you're you might be the one guy who I know. There's the red line, and that means we peaked. So. This song is a newer song, which is weird because yeah. I don't normally listen to new songs for was, a while. I was going to say, you're more of a... It either goes here or back in time. Yep. Uh, I Because I don't listen to the radio. And that's only because songs get overplayed, so I'd rather yep. just listen to my own playlist yep. and discover songs myself. True. Make, which it, I think is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, but this song, I, it, it's very new because I believe it's on their new album, and I only know it because it's such a big sports song. 
Mm-hmm. And it's also been such a big... It's a very big sports song. ...video game song. Do you know what song it is already? No. Oh, and I'm yes. Ve- I'm very intrigued. I believe it was written for college football. It was written for college football? Like, as in, it was written as a song. Not, not like it has, like, college football reference in it or anything, but it was written as the college football anthem, anthem? of the year, basically. Really? So I, you should know it. It was also used in the trailer for WWE 2K19. Hit it. It's playing, I promise. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> oh, oh, you turn the other Oh, one. I hear it. Natural by Imagine Dragons. Yeah, ESPN hammers the sucker home on all It was written for college football. Is that is that exactly what it was written for? Huh. I, this song gets me so pumped. Specifically in the WWE 2K trailer. It's so good. That's the price you pay. Because they they time all these obviously like the finishing moves and all the new stuff that I, they show. I love this band so much. I want to see them live. Imagine, yeah, they're really good. I enjoy them a lot. I, they're religious. They're apparently extremely religious. Are they? Which that kind of turns me off a little because I'm not religious. Uh, but they still make good music. Like I still listen to Skillet, and they're, they're oh, I love Skillet. Yeah, and they're a very religious band. They, <laughs> they, they are a Christian. They rock. are a Christian rock band. And yeah. I saw them live. How are they live? Actually, really entertaining. I enjoyed them very much. But yeah, Natural by Imagine Dragons. Good choice. I like that one. It's just such a good bop. I, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. So that's the playlist so far. So you still have you still have two more. I be- and I have one more. I believe so. Yep. All right. So. I have two more. You said I have two. Because I think I started. Well, yeah. count. Oh, you're already out of it. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's still in there. Count how many you have. All right. So I, I think had, you just had. The I three. had I had Stealth, Gambino, and Kyle. Oh, I also have Tom's pick too. That'll be perfect. I'll do Tom's pick last. Okay. Yeah. So I have Stealth. So I still have Stealth. So I just <laughs> have Stealth, Gambino, and Kyle. I love Tom's pick. All right. So I am going to go this one. Because it's about damn time. Well, I, I technically went rap last time. Yeah. But this one is still just like in my head, uh, constantly in my head. And it is this one. Yes. For a movie I still haven't seen yet. Connor. I know. I know. I know. I will never not love this song. I'm pretty sure. I usually don't like this kind of music either. I'm not a big like what, whatever the hell you call this. Would you? Would you? I wouldn't consider this trap. No, this is this is like. What is the name? EMD or D- EDM? EDM? Oh, oh, it's not so much EDM, but I mean, I guess technically since Diplo, pro- it's, exactly. it's, a, it's a Diplo song. I'm not song. a big DJ guy. Okay. I'm not like Marshmallow and Diplo and. Oh, you know how I feel about Marshmallow. Right. I'm not a huge. But this song is just so good. Uh, Obviously, this being on the soundtrack for Deadpool 2. The song is titled Welcome to the Party. It makes the scene so epic. Really? It makes it. Now you're making me really want to go watch it more. That's why why I love this song is because of the the scene in the movie. Okay. It's so good. So good. Great pick. Great pick. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Up up in a party. Oh, crap. I didn't even add it. (laughs) You got to go. You got to add it. I even. Welcome to the party. Uh. Add to there it is playlist, bops. Oh, the song that only. I, the song that I have next is gonna throw you and any, anyone who listens to this right now for an absolute loop. Oh, I forgot this one. I haven't added yet. All right, so this one I'm going back to my artists because I have to pick a song. Yeah, I have to put. I I I'm 
I'm almost embarrassed that I almost didn't put this artist on the first week. So I have to go to him. I'm on the wrong playlist. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this is by far my pl- my favorite artist. Yeah. And I I still firmly believe that this is my favorite song off of his new album. Okay. Element. Element. I'm glad you knew it right off the bat. Oh, I, oh, 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 I knew it. I knew it right away when, like, when the beat came in. This song is so good. Yeah, he comes. He comes in hot with this one. Yeah, he comes in hot on this song. So good. His flow. It's so. His flow is just so good. Like obviously, humble and DNA are really good off this album. And I really like Yeah. Yeah is really good. But Element is just uh, so clean. I don't do it for the gram. I do it for Compton. Yeah. So good. I love that song so much. I love that album. That, I, I don't I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you follow Nate on Twitter. I don't. Yeah, do I? I don't know if you do. But he, recent, he retweeted something and it was like, um... It was like name a name a an album that you can listen to, you know, top to bottom without skipping a song. And you love every song, and he had listed "To Pimp a Butterfly," I believe it was yeah. by Kendrick. And I just commented with a gif of, of with "damn," and I was like, "No, like this is." He was like, "I will say." He was like, "That's fair," but I want it. You know, I like the other one better. But I was, "Damn" t- is my favorite. I'll album. say, "Damn" is a very very close. "To Pimp a Butterfly" was this is, is, all, really is also album. my favorite Kendrick it's, album. It's very good. Mostly because there's a quite a few songs in there that have like quite a few like deeper meaning stuff right. for me too. That's fair. um, but no, "Damn" was a close it's second. So good. I love it. All right, so, so I so I did say. I did say that I was going to try to throw people for a loop with this last one because it's very me. Okay. However, I'm not. <laughs> okay. However, I'm not. I'm going to go with a song that was literally a bi- like there's this one part in the song and it's a part of a and it, and it and that part of the song is featured on a video that I've re- that I've retweeted a couple times. And how much of a big mood uh big mood uh that part is just like when vibing to it. I'm just going to play it. You're right. You really thought I was. I think I. I'm pretty sure I know this one. You thought I wasn't gonna go with this song. If anyone, if anyone thought I wasn't gonna go with it, I was gonna go with it. I love this song way too much. I literally just want to skip to Travis Scott's part because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is Christian Yelich. This is this is Yelich's second walk-up song. I think so. Because sometimes they'll play this before he goes up conveniently before he goes up to bat, but it's not listed in the walk-up thing. But huh. I think that's because this album. I mean, they I mean, the album came out well before the season started. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like a second walk-up song for Christian Yelich. I was just like, I was like, let's go! I love him even. even I was like, I love him even better, even more now. <laughs> like he wants it. Like Yelich, Yelich took a trip to Astro World. I was so happy. Or better yet, Yelich was in sick. I'll let Drake say what the, what the song is called. Yelich Flame, he is sicko mode.
Yeah, this part comes up sometimes when yell at your bats. I'm just like, I'm, I was like, I'm ready to go up there and just crank one 400 feet. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. That's Sicko mode by Travis, by, by, by Travis Scott. I love Travis Scott. I was not impressed by that by this last album. You, but were, you didn't like Astro World? I did not. But did you like his last one, Birds Sing McKnight in the Trap, better then? That's oh, yeah. the one with Through the Late Night and all that one. Mode. You didn't add Sicko I didn't add Sicko mode? No. Oh, God. I need to go back. God. I'm sorry. No, I'll do it later. I was too busy vibing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are our five picks. Today, Tom, who will also be adding a song a week, he added his song for the week. And I oh God. absolutely love I should have known that he was going to pick this. Why? But I'm very glad that he did because I'm almost embarrassed that I left this artist off too. So what, what's happening? Without further ado. What's happening? Tom first. Uh, Bop's only pick. What's happening? I should have guessed because he's been singing this song all damn week. AKA the independent variable. <laughs> I love him, Vicky, so much. I like the song way too much, honestly. The song's so good. We're gonna say that money. Hey, we're gonna say that money. Hey, we're gonna say that money. This song for it to be a joke goes so hard. Oh, it's so good. And the video is awesome. Right. Where he goes out and he tries to make the best looking music video without spending any money. It's such a good idea, and only Dickie can pull that off. <laughs> only Lil Dickie can pull that off. Uh, but yeah, so that is our first edition of Box Only. And that is uh, officially, those are the first 11 songs to go on a Box Only. <laughs> what a playlist so far. This is. Honestly. This is going to turn out to be a real good playlist. Honestly. And then there's and then there's the two songs that I started off with that are just or just the one that I started off with that just comes it's like a polar opposite to virtually everything the on the playlist. Is. Hey man, we got some we got some like elements I feel like a, a little more chill. Right. Like he goes hard, but it's a pretty chill song. Oh yeah. And then uh and then uh feels like summer such mm. a vibe. Yep. I, most of mine just go hard. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure my last 3 just AOK is like is is like a is like a head bobber, and then welcome to the party, and then sickle mode is just like an absolute just mob, like big big mood for me. <laughs> big mood. All right, before we get going, I have a one last thing for you guys. So, you guys have probably heard me talk a lot about my friend Chad, <laughs> as I do bring him up a lot, as we do talk a lot of sports. But he lives in Appleton, somewhere around Appleton. I apologize if that's wrong, Chad. But me and him were talking recently, and this weekend he is available for a Skype call. Is he? So, whether you're here or not, <laughs> you don't have to be. Well, I mean, when? Saturday night. Saturday night? We, we will be recording, and it might just go up Sunday. Ooh, that, that, that might, I think I have planned Saturday night. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you know, though. That's okay, because we'll figure something out. Sounds but good. either way... I'm going to finally do an interview with Chad. Chad will be on first round KO. I think that's just going to be a bonus episode since we missed last Wednesday. I'm just going to throw it up Saturday night whenever it's done. Uh, but yeah, Chad's finally going to be on. You guys will finally be able to hear from him and not just me <laughs> talking down just to him the whole time. Na name dropping him. <laughs> I can always tell when he's listening because all of a sudden I'll just get a list of text messages going, oh, real big talk from a guy who's just talking to the podcast and I can't respond. <laughs> It's really funny. Uh, but, yeah, he's finally going to be on. So you guys uh, get to look forward to that bonus episode coming this weekend and look forward to every Friday when we're going to be doing bops only. 
Monday we will be pre or reviewing, not reviewing, but looking back at the NFL from weeks past and talking about any big news stories that come up. Uh, Jimmy Butler might get traded soon. <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell might get traded traded soon. <laughs> Earl Thomas is might get traded. A lot oh, of big things that trades. could happen. And uh, playoff start for baseball uh, and next baseball week. playoff start. I think we're gonna do a lot of. Uh, I think we're gonna do uh, awards. We're gonna awards. do prediction awards. Okay. Award predictions Award. for MLB okay. on Monday slash Wednesday. It depends. I have to look at when they come out. But, yeah, stay tuned for all those exciting things on First Round KO. Connor, go ahead and take us out. I definitely just stabbed myself on the edge of this table. Nice. Ow. Um, all right. So uh, follow us. Give us a subscribe or and whatnot on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Netherlands, you're still doing great, sweetie, <laughs> on SoundCloud. Keep it up. We love you. Um, on Twitter, follow us at FRKL Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olson2K18. Follow myself at Connor underscore seven. And follow the account dedica- dedicated to the... <clears throat> follow the account dedicated... To the soon-to-be reigning, defending, undisputed National League most valuable player, Christian Yelich. At here we go, Yelich. Links in the description. In the next episode, football and someone's probably going to get traded at some point oh, yeah. in, in some sport, one way or the other. Hockey starting too. NBA starting too. Preseason starting on Sunday as well. LeBron's playing. Let's LeBron go. is playing. And I hope that we get to do like a pre- predicting who's going to advance in the playoffs for MLB because yes. this because this is where I shine when brackets are involved. Anyways, we'll see you then next time we shock the system since day one is. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are, you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.